You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello, everybody. Welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Ken. I'm going to be your host today, and boy, we have a very full house today. We have Jeff and Matt in the studio. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Good. All right, and uh, Neil's gone. I'm not going to make up some uh, bullshit today because we have a lot to get through. Uh, today from uh, Trivia Hot Dish, we have Tom and Jill. How are you guys doing? We're doing pretty well. Yep. Great. And you guys are going to be a team today uh, going up against Team Triviality. Can you tell us a little bit about your show and yourselves? Um, we... Uh... We're, we record out of Minnesota, um, hence the hot dish uh, moniker there. Uh, we kind of saw the, all the trivia shows out there and felt that, uh, what, six hours a week isn't enough, so we just wanted to add a little <laughs> bit more time for everybody to listen. Yeah. Uh, we thought all the trivia shows out there are pretty great, but we wanted a little bit more time to listen because we run out usually by Tuesday. Uh, so I uh, wanted to add that in, and it's uh, we kind of try to take some different rounds and try to do a little different spin, but we... Uh, we do crib off of uh, the masters like you. Great. Well, that's another great show to check out uh, to our listeners if you want a little extra trivia in your life. And on the other side, we have Misinformation, Julia and Lauren. How are you guys doing? Hello. We're doing great. Oh, How my are gosh, you? We're doing so great. And can you guys tell us a little bit about your show and lives? Sure. So um, we we have a weekly podcast, um, Misinformation. It's a trivia podcast for ladies and gents who love cool trivia and sticking it to annoying teams at pub quiz yeah. because there's plenty out here. I don't know about you guys, but they're annoying. So we're the annoying pub quiz. We're, we we're, we're in Rochester, New York. Yes. So right, um, we have kind of always loved pub quiz. Mm-hmm. And um, I was on Jeopardy in 2015, but I was a nice. casualty of Matt Jackson. Mm. So um, bad timing on yeah. my part. But <laughs> and, and I, I have never pitch. been on Jeopardy. So <laughs> and there you sh- have it. It should be mentioned that your show is more of a um, informative deep dive on specific topics. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, we usually uh, teach each other one topic mm-hmm. per week. Uh, and then um, we have a 10-question quiz at the end that may or may not be related. Yeah, it's a great kind of show. Kind almost like a good job brain kind of style. Yeah, yeah. I think that they're a good influence on yes. us. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone right. likes them, so. So <laughs> for, the, for the sake of simplicity today, we will have Trivia Hot Dish. We'll have Misinformation and Team Triviality. And uh, without further ado, let's toss it over to the rules guy. Or should I say, uh, get up here 
and uh, and speaking to the mic. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. Ooh, I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Wow, great reading today. Better every time. I, I really I really feel like he's improving. What do you guys think? Oh, the joke just never gets old. We, that's I tried I like to kill it. it a couple weeks ago. We gotta, we gotta have, it, have him in for the Game of Death episodes, too, and that way he can uh, be with us more often. But uh, take off. You're all done. Thank you very much. All right, without further ado, let's begin the game. Question one, round one. A nearly complete... Hadrosaurus fulkii dinosaur fossil was discovered in what U.S. state in 1858? The site is considered the birthplace of American dinosaur paleontology and has been designated as a historical landmark since. So I'm looking for the U.S. state that the first major fossil discovery in the U.S. was found. Misinformation is locked in. (laughs) All right. So quick lock-in from misinformation. Do you feel comfortable with either of those? I kind of am leaning towards this one. I know there's in. some pretty you guys, good You guys are locked in too? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's chat. Um, you wrote down Wyoming. something. I can't read upside down. Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming. Montana. Those are states. They are states. How do you feel about those? <laughs> Montana's bigger. Montana is bigger, and I, I know that there's a lot of excavating up there. I know that um, geologically it was a lot warmer up there than you would expect at the time, so... Well, is this Sue the dinosaur? Yes. Really? No, oh, well, that's all I know about dinosaurs. Let's go Montana. <laughs> Deal. We're all right. In. Montana from uh, Triviality. Let's go over to Trivia Hot Dish. All right. Well, we were thinking that it might be the tar pits that are located mm. in California. Not a bad uh, guess. And uh, misinformation sorry, locked sorry. in pretty quickly. So what was their assessment? Well, uh, gentlemen and ladies, uh, we decided on Wyoming. Uh, mm. I think personally because it's the squarest state. Uh, and what are you saying about mo- paleontologists? Only right on now? a map. Yeah. Well, also not for nothing, but I work at a science museum. All right, there you go. Well, so I'm really hoping this is correct. Well, I can't give out points uh, for the first question here. The answer is surprisingly oh. New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> great yeah so far so good <laughs> all right let's move right along to the next question uh, this one's about video games uh what 1985 arcade game is noted as being one of the first multiplayer dungeon crawl games to hit the arcade with a four-player capacity the player could select either a warrior wizard valkyrie or elf we're locked in all right team triviality locked in right away all right, and uh, Trivia Hot Dish is locked in, right? We are locked in, yes. Awesome. So, Miss Inforation, feel free to talk it out. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I work at a video game museum, so this is especially <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We're really sucking it up over here. Okay. <clears throat> no, I, I, got, I have no read on a fantasy arcade game from 85. A fantasy arcade game. I'm going to go with... <laughs> Barbarella. Ooh, question mark. Great. All right. Some would consider that a fantasy. Just to put us out of our misery, yeah. (laughs) Barbarella. All right. Let's go over to Trivia Hot Dish. I think 
I think going back to a kid, I think it was Gauntlet that you stayed up uh, for hours and hours and hours at parties. Gauntlet, okay. And uh, what did Team Triviality say? Yeah, this was uh, immortalized. And uh, when you were dying, it would say, Red Warrior needs food badly. It's a uh, Gauntlet. Gauntlet is correct. So Team Triviality oh. and uh, Trivia Hot Dish are on the board. Yeah. I played a lot of the Nintendo it's an version. Atari game too. It was very bad. Yeah. The ports were not good to the home consoles. All right. Question three. What animal is most closely associated with Timothy Treadwell, in part due to a documentary from filmmaker Werner Herzog? We got, we're, we're good here. Oh, yeah, we are locked <laughs> in. All right, misinformation is locking in with confidence or perhaps uh, <laughs> insanity. Yes. We are locked in as well. Okay, right. Trivia Hot Dish is in. Jeff. Have you yes. seen this movie? I have not. Oh, good. I, don't, I don't know what the movie is. Documentary so. film by Werner Herzog. I mean, how many animals can there be? Uh, we're looking several. at several. <laughs> There's probably several. Probably. Uh, what do you want to? Maybe some some platypus, some, some ducks. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting a lot of head shakes. From Neil. <laughs> Neil's not in the studio. Uh, that's right. Sorry. If Neil were in the studio, I'm sure he'd be having a heart attack right about now. Mm. Um, wolf. I'm fine. You're not out of, no, I, I don't know. We're locked in with. I'm the not wolf. the film guy. Well, yeah. So I am. We're locked in with the wolf. <laughs> out of the two of us. All right. <laughs> and uh, let's go over to misinformation. Um, uh, I'm feeling pretty confident because it's one of my favorite documentaries. Uh, I'm gonna go with Grizzly Bear. Mm. Okay. And trivia hot dish. Oh yeah. And yes, we put down bear. It was the guy who got eaten by the bears. <laughs> yes, yeah. he was eaten. Yeah, Jill did not trust me. This is definitely grizzly man. Read my handwriting. <laughs> All right, and we have points for anybody who said bear or grizzly bear. Great, awesome. Great, I'm on the board. On the board. All right, moving on <laughs> to question did that. four. Let's say Matt wants to pick out a beautiful lady's shoe to wear to his quinceanera. <laughs> Why would I? <laughs> Despite his massive stature, we all know that he has freakishly small feet and normally wears a men's 7.5. What size should he buy in women's shoes? I'm locked in. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He knows. I did work at a shoe store before. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We're good. And we're going to lock in as well. All right, all the teams are locked in, so let's go ahead and start with uh, Triviality, who had some confidence on this one for some yeah. reason. <laughs> you said it's 7.5, right, was the men's size? Yep. Yeah, uh, I believe there's a two-size difference between men's and women's shoes, so we locked in with 9.5. 9.5 for Team Triviality. Let's go over to Trivia Hot Dish. Uh, we weren't really sure. I knew that women's shoes, like the, like the sizes, like you went down to go into men's, but we just said nine. Okay, nine. nine and uh, and a half size difference. Let's go over to misinformation. Uh, we went the other way. Yeah. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe to our detriment. And we locked in with six. Six. All right. Well, Team Triviality is the only team getting points here. It is a two size difference. 9.5 is the correct answer. I'm a big shoe guy. <laughs> Super into shoes. Except if yeah. you're wearing a seven and a half, you're not a big shoe guy. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. watch out! I would take the the kid size prices to be honest in some of the Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be the worst thing. 
And it's time for our question five. Uh, normally, these are listener-submitted questions. I actually just wrote this one, uh, but feel free to send in those uh, submissions, and we'll be happy to use them. Number five. I got a hot date with a taxonomist and want to impress her by cooking some Italian food. I'm going to start off with some breaded Gallus Gallus Domesticus. Add a squeeze of citrus limon. Cook with wine, olive oil, butter, and some allium sativum. And finish off with some Capari Spinoza. What's for dinner? I can't think of the name of it. It's that chicken my mom likes. We are locked in with the chicken her mom likes. That's mushrooms. All right. Team Triviality Um, is locked in with uh, an answer. She only cooks three things, and this is one of them. (laughs) It's a much broader palette. I'm glad that at least this question was readable. Yeah. Like I get, I like that you get what's going it's on. It's not here. Salisbury steak. I don't know what it is. All right, we're locked in after a lot of. Because I yeah, because there's a, yeah, there's a regional dish here in New That's York that not I never. Regional. Yeah. <laughs> not regional. All right, well, one way or another, misinformation is locked in. <laughs> oh, I I think Jill's got it here. Um, it's capers, chicken, garlic, and then. You could say that. I just have never heard of it. Um, let's just. I think it's. I think it's Milanesa. We're going to go with chicken milanesa. Okay. And we're going over to Team Triviality. Uh, we didn't really discuss, and I just wrote down chicken primavera. So that's what I wrote. Okay. And misinformation with the, the dish that your mom <laughs> really likes. Well, apparently I'm wrong. So uh, the only answer that we could come up with, I'm sure of it, Julia is not, is chicken francese. Okay, well, I can't verify if uh, any of those are technically correct, but the answer I have down is chicken piccata. Piccata! Mm. <laughs> the one. That's what I was trying to think of. That's the one with the capers. I only eat the chicky chicky parm parm. The, uh, the caparius spinoza are the capers. That's right. Not some spinach. Long ass rice. I think you guys figured out that the others were uh, chicken, <laughs> lemon, and uh, allium sativum is onion. Mmm. I know I just really want to cook with Spinoza, but he's been dead for a few hundred years. So, <laughs> All right, moving on to... Uh, actually, let's get a quick score update before we move on. Yeah, please. All right, after five, uh, Team Triviality with 20, uh, Team Trivia Hot Dish also with 20, and Team Misinformation with 10. All right, so still a very close game, anybody's game. All right, question six. Moving on to my uh, my one hockey question that I like to ask every game. <laughs> Most NHL players hope to be remembered by entering the Hall of Fame or having their name on the Stanley Cup. Sean Avery had other plans, however, when his on-ice actions in 2008 resulted in a change to the unsportsmanlike conduct policy known as the Avery Rule. What is the Avery Rule? And it's not necessarily a one-word answer, so if you just say it in normal language i will uh, give you credit yeah he's a he's a ranger you might remember this one over in new york (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna uh i'm gonna i'm gonna write down what i think it is okay we'll let you guys talk because we have no idea so we're gonna lock in with that wrong answer okay um (laughs) he got suspended for like like it was a ridiculous amount of games like 80 to 100 games or whatever and i think it was for using his skate as a weapon so There was definitely a guy who got cut about 10 years ago and he nearly bled to death on the ice. And it was like because the trainer was on the right side of the ice. Like, yeah, I don't, it's either that or he sticks someone in the head. I can't remember which one it is. (laughs) He's a very violent individual. (laughs) Hanging out with John Rocker. Uh, I'm okay with uh, using your skate as a weapon if that's what you feel. Yeah, we're just locking with that. I kind of remember 
somebody doing something really bad with a skate. But yeah. Well, uh, let's <laughs> murdering somebody. <laughs> so murdering somebody with a skate. Uh, let's go over to Trivia Hot Dish. Get their answer. We put down spitting. Spitting. Mm. Okay, not a bad answer. Not and let's go that. with uh, misinformation. So he got in trouble for standing right in front of Marty Brodeur and waving his arms back and forth in front of the goalie's face. And so that's the Avery rule is you can't like intentionally like, you know, distract the goalie. Yep, that's exactly correct. You can't uh, face the goalie and wave your stick or arms in front of their face. Yeah. Yeah. But you also can't use your skate. You also can't stab them. But also don't use your skate as a weapon. Yeah, that's also also a no-no in hockey. I don't know if you guys know that. I read uh, Sean Avery's uh, Wikipedia page, and it's just full of stuff. He he was a real (laughs) troublemaker. Seems to and have, then he was like a Vogue intern, like a year later. Yeah, he's like a he's like a <laughs> really male weird. model yeah. too and stuff. It's <laughs> kind of weird. All right, moving on to question seven. Uh, points for misinformation on that one. Uh, mm. A little bit more uh, culinary questions. Um, number seven. What is the French name for an appetizer served prior to a meal, as chosen by and compliments of the chef? This is often done to show a chef's creative flair or compliment the meal. It's a well, we're locked term. in. All right. Information this is locked in. Is locked in. <laughs> sure. So we're locked in. Uh, misinformation yeah. locked in, right? Yep. Yes. Yes. All right. Hot dish. Oh, we are locked in as well. Okay. All right. Let's start with you. Uh, well, we said that it is the amuse bouche. Amuse bouche, and let's go to misinformation. Uh, we also went with amuse bouche because that is my favorite phrase to use in. Almost any anything. eating setting, any eating scenario. At all. Or, okay. Yeah, okay. and like your pre-food snack is is it's your a, amuse. So bouche. a handful of goldfish crackers <laughs> is my preferred amuse food. For when you're gonna eat like a cheddar sandwich or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Bouche. To like really, really prime your taste buds. Warm it up. Okay. Yeah. And uh, well, triviality. If you're here... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, triviality. Triviality. Grateful that spelling doesn't count. We said amuse bouche. Amuse bouche is correct. All, points all Yay. around. I'm kind of surprised by that. Good job, everybody. Got to get just a little bit of a little bit of a flavor. Yeah. So the joke is, is that my um, my sister is a pastry chef. So sometimes we go to her um, <laughs> her restaurants and eat at like fancier places than we're used to. And I always demand an amuse bouche, and she's like, "You can't ask for an amuse bouche. They just give it to you." <laughs> I was like, "It's not fancy if there's no amuse. I need the mousse." I need need my bouched amused. (laughs) All right. Question eight. If you were shipwrecked and found yourself stranded on the fictional Isla Nublar, what work of fiction have you stumbled into? Starvation and thirst may not be your most pressing concern. If Neil were here. (laughs) He would know this one? Most likely. Uh, I know I've heard it. Sometimes I have to figure out why I've heard it. it. Is it this? Yes, it is. Okay, never mind. We're, <laughs> we're locked in. All right, we're locked in. We're locked in. Miss Info. Miss Info is locked in, and Triviality is locked oh, in. So man. let's uh, toss to Trivia Hot Dish, see what they're thinking. Um, yeah, we kind of got two up in the air. Uh, we have Lord of the Flies thinking, um, but then also the Odyssey, where the island uh, was at Circe's Island, where no one needed to worry about food or drink. The wine and the food flowed freely. Um. I say we go with the Odyssey. We're going to go with the Odyssey. Okay, the Odyssey. Um, Let's go with misinformation next. 
We're not positive, but we're just going to say Gulliver's Travels. Yeah, Gulliver's they travels. seem to have a lot of funny names for things, so we're going to go with Gulliver's Travels on All that. All right. And uh, Team Triviality, why are we not worried about food or drink we, immediately? We went with a much more contemporary piece of literature. I believe this was 1990, uh, Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park. Yes, you might be running from dinosaurs Ooh. in Jurassic Park if you were on Isla Nublar. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> we went classic over here. Yeah. I mean, that was wrong. Points for oh, Triviality. I always killed first guess. I, uh, I killed it, and uh, now I'm in the doghouse. Uh, it does that. <laughs> that's, that's why she asked the questions. Well, moving on to question nine. While trying to escape the dinosaurs, you decide to take shelter by running into the ocean. Unfortunately, you also suffer from phobia, so you decide it's better to just get eaten by the T-Rex. What is phobia? Can you, Can you spell, spell that, that for us? F-Y-K-I-A phobia. Can you use it in a sentence that well describes what I am <laughs> in the ocean and I have phobia, so I'm going to get the <laughs> out of the ocean. There's not a lot of ficus in the ocean. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, misinformation's locked in. All right, misinformation is in. Uh, we are locked in. Okay, okay so trivia hot dishes in. Let's chat. You wrote fish. Everyone's locked in. Yeah. Okay. Fish and algae. I don't know. Plankton, kelp. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff in the sea that you might not be liking. SpongeBob. Sharks. Whales. Sharks. Uh, starfish. Uh, those are in kind of derms, so I'm pretty sure that's not. Oh, I don't care. You say something. <laughs> I have less interest in the question. I don't know. Fish seems like a really logical one. Yeah. Although I think that would be like pescophobia, right? Or something. Sea life. Does that count? <laughs> we can just see. I don't think it's a fear of water. Although that's a thing. What about salt? Hydrophobia? Uh, salt. No. Algae. Algae it is. Done. All right. Team what? Triviality is in with algae. Let's go with misinformation next. We're going to say seaweed. We're going to say seaweed. Seaweed. Yeah. Anyone touches your foot and grosses you out, run back and get killed by the T-Rex. Uh, also, apparently, they make snacks out of them. You can dry them out on the beach and munch away. They're mm. full of protein, I think. Yeah. So, right. so we're right. going to go with seaweed. And how about trivia hot dish? We went with jellyfish. No mm, good reason. Jellyfish. Mm. Well, as funny as it is, uh, misinformation is correct. It's the fear of seaweed. Oh. <laughs> so it's weird. I was thinking seaweed, but I didn't have the name for it in my head, so... Final question of the first round. What band do you get when you leave members Tim Armstrong, Lars Fredrickson, Matt Freeman, and depending on the era, either Brett Reed or Brandon Stenekart out in the sun too long? Okay, triviality is locked in. We have switched strategies to just trying to distract other people. (laughs) We can't outsmart them. (laughs) Do any of those names uh, ring any bells for you guys? Oh, no, not at all. Stretch Armstrong does. Mm -hmm. Stretch Armstrong. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're not the people on our trivia team that know bands, yeah. band members. <laughs> okay. So band members. Uh, great. We are locked in. <laughs> We've all guessed. All right, they're in. <laughs> Sorry. Trivia hot dish uh, stands alone. So let's uh, go ahead and hear what you have to think. So I remember there was a band that was just they were like raisin figures and they danced and sang. <laughs> Um, I don't, it was something, it was probably by one of the raisin makers. I think there's only one. I don't know what that company is. Um, I think we just say the raisins. We're going to say the raisins. Okay. The raisins. Were you thinking of the uh, California raisins? 
I probably was thinking of the California Reds. Famous claymation band. Yeah. Just sing yeah. a bunch of temptation songs. Their oh. Christmas special. Oh my is, gosh. Is <laughs> Chef's kiss. They're so good. Uh, Their harmonies oh, are so oh, tight. Crap. Uh-oh. I just realized it. <laughs> what do you say? You want to give them a cause... you want to give them a do over? Yeah, I don't care. Let's give them a do over. <laughs> All right, I want to say craisins and the because it's the cranberries go mm. become the craisins. Uh, okay, that's yeah, that's that, that makes more that that makes more okay. slightly more sense. We'll okay, they're going with but, the cranberries. That's... How about you guys? Had misinformation. <laughs> Uh, we we also went with the California Ravens, mm-hmm. right, we who the... were a real band, <laughs> <laughs> who uh, had a great claymation special. Everyone should watch it on YouTube. But uh, yeah, we had no idea, so we went with the California Raisins. All right, California Raisins. And uh, I think Team Triviality is going a different way on this. Yeah, I think if you left these guys out in the sun, they would become quite rancid. And we said rancid. The correct answer is rancid. Oh. So maybe if you gave the California Raisins some uh, mohawks. Yeah, they would be rancid. Not, well, they, not they in this punch bowl. No. no. That was their punk special, wasn't it? That was their what? Their punk special. They just sing sex pistol songs. Sorry. Can't look at us. All right, Matt, can we get the score update? Yes, going into the swing round, it's Trivia Hot Dish with 30, Misinformation with 40, and Team Triviality pulling into a lead with 50. All right, so still anybody's game so far. Uh, I want to toss it over to uh, Matt really quick. You, you have a read on how we're doing on reviews right now? Yes. Over the last week, we've gotten about four or five new ones, so we appreciate all of those. Um, so just go to iTunes and leave us a review. Once we get to 150, we'll be giving out some sweet prizes. Actually, nice. uh, if you if you don't have an iPhone or another Apple device, feel free to leave a review wherever um, you'd like, Facebook. Um, yeah, or, we're counting all of them. Or any of your reviews. Once we get to 150 iTunes reviews, we're just going to pull all of the reviews, yeah. and uh, we'll give prizes away from there. So Review it to your friend don't, and have them uh, email us and let us know. Don't feel limited just because you have a probably superior Android device. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> And uh, Jeff, you had a read on how Patreon is going. Uh, I do. Patreon's going very well. Um, we're we're very very happy and uh, to be supported as much as we are by our listeners and our community here. If you'd like to be one of those people and donate to our show, you can certainly do so at Patreon.com/slash/TrivialityPodcast, where you can get um, stickers, bonus episodes. And uh, if you're so inclined to climb the ranks and climb uh, higher level belts, we also have a really cool like Triviality swag box. And uh, so check us out. Just reached our $500 goal. Uh, so you're you're guaranteeing one bonus episode a month. It's true. Fantastic. We, uh, we take no cut of the show and uh, we just try and <laughs> redevelop that into more great content for everybody who listens. So thank you. All right. So moving on to the swing round. Uh, this one is going to be a musical zoo. I have uh, in front of me 10 um, artists and albums from said artists. All the uh, albums have a animal on the album cover, and I would like to know simply what animal is on the album cover. So these are 10 questions, five points apiece. Sorry if these are a little bit, uh, you know, on the contemporary side, but I did my best to uh, spread them out a little bit. All right, so starting with number one is Deftones Diamond Eyes. Next is The Prodigy, Fat of the Land. Next is Slipknot, Iowa. Weezer, Ratitude. P. 
Pink Floyd, Adam Hart Mother, Fleetwood Mac, Mystery to Me, Hum, You'd Prefer an Astronaut, Pearl Jam, Versus, Metallica, The Black Album, or self-titled Metallica, and Failure Magnified. So once again, those are Deftones, Diamond Eyes, The Prodigy, Fat of the Land, Slipknot, Iowa, Weezer, Ratitude, Pink Floyd's Adam Hart Mother, Fleetwood Mac, Mystery to Me, Hum, You'd Prefer an Astronaut, Pearl Jam's Verses, Metallica, The Black Album, and Failure Magnified. Failure Magnified feels like what's going on right now. Yeah, I, I literally have nothing, so you can put any animals. If you just want to put the same animal for all of them, so we'll get some points. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Well, or call she, the police. Or call the police, like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so it looks like all the answers are in after some deliberation from Trivia Hot Dish and Misinformation and a lot of deliberation mm, from Team Trivia. Like way too much. All right, let's start with number one, which was Deftones and Diamond Eyes. Uh, Trivia Hot Dish, what did you say? We said Snake. Snake, okay. And uh, how about uh, misinformation? First of all, I would like to say this is a big, this is a very dude group of bands. This is a dude-tastic group of bands. I put uh, Fleetwood Mac in there. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. So it's Chrissy McVie and Stevie (laughs) Nicks are the only two. Like, quick throw-in of Stevie Nicks, thanks. Um, Chrissy McVie. Just jagging you. We we went with a cat. Cat, okay. And Triviality. Uh, I think Matt and I think... Yeah, they have, have an the album wrong called uh, White Pony, so we wrote Pony. Yep, Pony. 
Uh, the correct answer is a snowy owl. Oh. But so I would have also accepted owl or anything. <laughs> so if you'd accept anything, you'll take pony? <laughs> no. Uh, snowy owl is the correct answer. All right. The next one was the prodigy, fat of the land. Start with hot dish. We went with cow. Cow on mm. that one. Okay. Let's uh, go over to misinformation. A lamb. Yeah, we went with a similar barnyard animal. Okay. And triviality. I hope I'm right. If not, I'm going to have to smack my Ken up. We said crab. <laughs> it is a crab. <laughs> oh, so God. five points for triviality. All right. Next is Slipknot's Iowa. Let's go with uh, hot dish. We said pig having been through Iowa. We just assume. <laughs> and misinformation. Uh, we <laughs> we went with a cow because yeah. I've never been to Iowa, but I imagine there's cows there. Am okay. I right? There's lots of cows. You are correct. Oh, okay. There are cows there. Team Triviality? What is that? Tiger. Oh, I said tiger. <laughs> a tiger. There's not a tiger on the album cover. It is a goat. Mm. All right, next yeah. is uh, Weezer Ratitude. We said rat. Maybe a <laughs> Just for the obvious. Yeah. All right, a rat. Misinformation? We yeah, also we, said rat. Yeah, we rat. said rat. And Triviality. This is one I actually remember. I believe it's a dog jumping through something. A dog. And a dog is correct. Next is Pink Floyd's Adam Hart Mother. Let's start with Hot Dish. We said deer. Deer. (laughs) Misinformation? We said pig. Yeah, we said pig. Pig. Well known for Pink Floyd. And uh, Triviality. I'm pretty sure the pig was on uh, Animals. Uh, their 77 release. We said cow. And the correct answer is cow. And uh, Jeff did pull that one out. He described it uh, exactly. It's uh, from you're looking kind of looking from the backside of the cow's cow. ass. Yes. Yes. And uh, I, I do own every single Pink Floyd album. <laughs> number six, Fleetwood Mac's Mystery to Me. Hot dish. We said a horse. Horse. Hey. Misinformation. Don't don't. <laughs> Don't don't take it as a good sign if you also <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking more solidarity, guys. <laughs> so you guys said horse as well? We, we also said horse. We also said horse. Because you know what? Horses are mysterious. That's what I said. Oh yeah. They're very mysterious. Stevie Nicks riding, riding a horse. around on one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Team Triviality. Some tall grass. Uh, Matt and I really wanted to say sex pants, but we settled in on sheep. Sheep. Well, the correct answer is a baboon. Oh. Baboon. That's not mysterious at all. I'm trying to remember that album cover. <laughs> made yeah. a monkey out of me. Okay, Hums, you'd prefer an astronaut. This one's kind of tough. Uh, this is where we just ran out of animals and just started grasping at animals, so we went with elephant. Elephant. <laughs> we first we wrote space bird. Yes. <laughs> but then we just changed it to regular bird. Just a regular ass bird. Standard Earth bird. bird. Earth bird. <laughs> okay. Earth bird. <laughs> <laughs> Triviality. Uh, I believe we said human. Yeah, human. It is an animal. <laughs> um, this actually, you mentioned White Pony before. Um, this is an album cover that very well may have influenced that design. It's a uh, zebra standing mm. alone on a uh, green background. Hmm. <laughs> All right, Pearl Jam's versus. What do we have? Hot dish. No. Yeah, we went with a donkey. Donkey. Misinformation. Sheep. Yeah, we said sheep. Sheep. And uh, Triviality. Yeah, and I wrote down Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy spoke here. It is a sheep. Oh. So misinformation yeah. is on the board. Oh. Good job. Woo, woo. All we right. are so good at this. <laughs> Metallica's Black Album. 
Hotish. Crow. Crow? All right. And uh, misinformation? We went with a snake, a snake because it is the most Metallica of all the animals. <laughs> and triviality. With the majestic unicorn. The majestic unicorn is incorrect. It is a snake. Oh. Misinformation oh. strikes again. Wow. Table's too wide. It's a it's a coiled okay. um, outline of a snake in the bottom right hand corner, I believe. Um, so, uh, hot dish. What did you say for failure magnified? Oh, this one we we got it locked out. We said the giraffe. <laughs> Going on an African safari and uh, trivia hot dish misinformation. You said an ant because you know you you magnify ants with mm, the sun. Sure, smart. You know. Trivia. Well, you shouldn't, but <laughs> triviality. Uh, I think we think if you're going to magnify failure, you'd probably make the platypus. So we said platypus. The correct answer is the no. It's a frog. <laughs> it's a frog. So at the end of that, uh, misinformation gains ten points. Triviality gains fifteen points, and uh, unfortunately, a whiff for trivia hot dish. <laughs> We did better than expected. So <laughs> we named some animals, yeah. so that was exciting. Yeah, you picked out some animals. That's yeah. that's all that matters. All right, so let's move right along to question one of the second round. Mike Mignola is best known for his creation of what comic book character whose real name is Anung Un Rama in 1994? We are locked in. Okay, trivia hot dish locked in. Could be. It's the era. Yeah, I feel like that was when the movie came out. Okay. We're locked in. Okay. Triviality is locked in. Misinformation, how are you doing over there? We're talking. We're talking. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go with... Yeah, just go with yeah, that. Uh, we have, yeah, uh, we're we have we're good. an answer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's start with yeah. misinformation. Um, I put Avatar, the last airbender. Okay. Avatar. What do you, uh, what do you say? Triviality. Uh, just based on the era, that was when a lot of uh, comics people left Marvel to start their own comics, um, and we wrote Spawn. Spawn? Okay. And how about you guys at Trivia Hot Dish? Um, well, there was no real like logic behind it, but the first thing that came to my head was Bane, so that's what we went with. Bane? Okay. Well, three pretty good guesses. Unfortunately, we're not going to have the right answer here. It is Hellboy. Uh, oh my god, I just watched that movie. Literally. Oh, wow. Huh. A movie you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? A long-running thing on our podcast is that there are many touchstone films of our lifetimes that Lauren hasn't ever Not seen. seen. Yeah. So we have a we have a Google Doc that somebody's been maintaining for us of all of the things that I mentioned that Lauren says she's never seen, and then she will have to go back and it's watch getting longer and longer. <laughs> I can't relate our, to that our at listeners all. are angry at me. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty good movies too. All right, uh, that's what I hear. Question two. What work of film fiction features a mashed-up language called city-speak, described as a mishmash of Japanese, Spanish, German, and what have you? I would accept a second answer, but it would be nonsense if you said it. You like that one better? I do. Okay. We're locked in. Okay. We have, we have an answer. We have an All answer. All right. <laughs> Misinformation is in. So we're just waiting on Trivia Hot Dish. How do you feel about this one? Okay. Ooh, this is a tough one. Um... <laughs> So far, we have zero idea. Uh, but Japanese, Spanish, and German, is it some type of weird alternate post-World War II? I was thinking Man in the High Castle, but that it's not that. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Because um, I don't know if you consider that film, since it's an Amazon series. Jill has Miyazaki down, um, which 
I'm familiar with the name, and that's about it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we can let's let's go with that. Um, so we're gonna go with uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Howl's Moving <laughs> Castle, great film. Uh, how about you guys? Misinformation. We're gonna say Edge of Tomorrow, the the classic Tom Cruise Emily Live Blunt die, joint. Repeat. You know what yeah. that Live movie die, f- rocked. Yeah, that was an excellent movie. <laughs> <laughs> did not get the uh, the praise it deserved. And what did you guys say? Triviality. Um, so we figured it was a dystopian future where it's kind of like post-language. Uh, initially, I'd written down Mad Max. Um, and then I wrote down Blade Runner. And Jeff liked that one more. So I stuck with Blade Runner. Well, you guys were on the right track here. It is Blade Runner. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say it that way? Just to mess with you. <laughs> Where are your questions about rom-coms? Huh? Yeah. Where, where are your yeah. questions about... They say write what you know. That guy, See, that guy is pointing at himself. They say write what you know, and I do. All right, next question. What Disney villain shares a first name with the author of the Earthsea and Hainish Cycle series of science fiction books? Misinformation We're is locked in. Locked in. Mm, okay. Locked in. Oh, no. So just triviality stands Disney alone? Villain. All right. So is, that, is that better for you? Over there? A little Disney question for you. Yeah, thank you. Disney fantasy (laughs) sci-fi book. So Disney villains, what are we looking at? I don't think it's Ursula. Who do you think the uh, author of the Earthsea is? Oh, I don't know any of that. I'm going purely Disney villain. Darth Darth Vader, right? Phil K. Dick, and then there's like a Prince Philip or something. Mm. What's Gaston's first name? Gaston. Adolf. His name is Gaston Gaston. Oh, okay. No, it's... Okay. This is not helpful. (laughs) Uh, well, I'm going to answer Scar, because I know it's wrong, and I don't Scar. care anymore. All right, let's pass it over to Trivia Hot Dish. You did mention uh, if, Miyazaki on the last question. Maybe that helped you out on this one. I, I think if Team Triviality had looked at the screen when they were listing off, uh, they would have seen some shocked faces, because I'm pretty sure it's Ursula. Mm. And misinformation? We also said Ursula for Ursula. Yeah, the, the very point. first thing you guys said was, well, it's not Ursula. <laughs> it is Ursula K. Le Guin, and uh, her book was also adapted into a uh, anime film by Goro Miyazaki, son of Hayao Miyazaki. Mm. So that's why I thought they might get it. There's some heavy overtones in Ponyo for Little Mermaid as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next question. No, he's not part of a football family dynasty. However, this newcomer to the Chicago Blackhawks should hopefully supply some consistent defense for the team after playing 65 games with the Flyers last season. So Trivia Hot Dish is locked in as well as Triviality. So we're just waiting for misinformation. What do you guys think? Do you want to just pick a name? Pick a name. That sounds like someone who's in football. We'll just say Manning. Okay, Manning and Trivia Hot Dish. We also said Manning. Manning and Triviality. I, you know, when you're thinking football, family dynasties, I'm, you're pretty much looking at Manning, so we said Manning. Yep, looks like you all got it through the hint. <laughs> guy's name is Brandon Manning, mm, and hopefully he helps us out this year. Yeah, he's an older guy, right? I feel like... Uh, he's not too old. He's uh, under 30. But uh, hopefully... Uh, hopefully uh, Better better luck this year and uh, points all around today. So, next <laughs> question. Nice job. Number five. Jean, Tina, Louise are the troublemaking children featured on what TV show? Yeah, we're locked in. Jean, Tina, and Louise. Jean. We're also locked in. Misinformation. Okay. Yeah, we are locked in as well. All right. This might have been an easy one for everybody. Let's start with misinformation. 
It's Bob's Burgers. I've never seen it. Hot dish? <laughs> no, we said Bob's Burgers mm-hmm. as well. And Triviality. Yep. Robert's Burgers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We won't accept Robert's Burgers. I've never Robert's seen it. I don't know anything. Yeah. You mean Robert's Hamburgers. That's correct. <laughs> And uh, that's points all around. And uh, I just want to really quickly say, butts. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six. What are the two main bones that comprise the lower leg? No, it, it is it is correct. Okay. Trivia Hot Dish is in and Triviality is in. I'm just going to write Jeff. Looks like everybody is in. So let's begin with misinformation. It's the tibia and the fibula. Tibia and fibula. Let's go with Hot Dish. Uh, we put down the. What did you write? Um, well, we said fibula and tibula, but I think we might be wrong. Fibula and tibula. Yes. Okay. And triviality. Um, we agree with misinformation. We say this is the tibia and the fibula. Okay, it is the tibia and fibula. So points for triviality and misinformation. Unfortunately, you guys Sorry. just got it a little okay. bit messed up. But uh, you go. We All were... I had was the knee bones connected to the hip bone. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were very close. In Ken's so. case, it's the uh, radius and ulna because he walks everywhere on his hands. But right, that's right. Uh, can we get a quick <laughs> score update before proceeding, Matt? All right. After the sixth question, it is triviality with 105, uh, trivia hot dish with 60, and misinformation with 90. Still All a close right. game. Woo. Yep. Anything could happen in the uh, end of this and the final round. So let's go on to question seven. Being the only other member besides the giraffe of animal family giraffe day, what animal might be in the midst of an identity crisis having a rear end and legs that distinctly resemble a zebra pattern? Uh, misinformation is locked in. Okay. I've seen this animal. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have them at the Brookfield Zoo. <laughs> mm, which is approximately 0.5 miles from here. So we will be right back. <laughs> Matt and Jeff went for a quick job. <laughs> just gonna go check out the Africa exhibit. Yeah. Okay, just waiting now for Hot Dish to lock in. Oh, we are locked this in. This one might be way. All right, let's start with you guys. Uh, we went with the wildebeest. Wildebeest, mm. not a bad guess. And how about you guys? Misinformation. Right, <laughs> uh, misinformation went with an okapi. Okapi mm. and triviality. With the classic Thunder Horse. Is that a Pokemon as Ooh, well? Or? I, I don't know what it is. All right. The correct answer is Okapi. Mm. So misinformation, right. closing the gap a little bit. Next question, number eight. Yellow journalism, or what we might call clickbait these days, is a term coined during the circulation war between William Randolph Hearst's New York Journal and this man's New York World. Prizes go to the winner. Misinformation mm-hmm. is locked in. Okay. Trivia Hot Dish is locked in. Okay. Mm. So it seems like Triviality is the only team having trouble on this one. I'm trying to get the reference. Do you have anything? No. I I, I know Hurst, but I don't know much about his competitors. Mm, Because he wiped him off the face of the earth. Right? No, just because he's in uh, Deadwood. Uh, Just want to put a Rockefeller? Sure. All right. We're locked in with With a Rockefeller. Any Rockefeller. Okay. A trivia hot dish. Uh, He's better known nowadays for excellence in journalism. It's Pulitzer. Pulitzer, mm. and how about uh, misinformation? We also have Pulitzer. Pulitzer is correct. Joseph Ooh. Pulitzer, to be specific. Misinformation taking the lead. Ooh. Ooh. Moving on to a geography question just for Jeff here. Nuke is the capital and largest city of what country? Pretty simple. How do you spell it? That's N-U-U-K. Misinformation is locked in. We are locked in with our autonomous region slash country. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's locked in except us. 
Well, my immediate guess went to like, um, like the Yukon Territory or none of it in Canada. But obviously that's because yeah. it just sounds Inuit to me. Right. But well, Greenland's a territory of Denmark, so it could be Greenland. Reykjavik is Iceland for sure. Do you want to just say Greenland? I'm fine with that. Okay, we locked in with Greenland. Okay, Greenland for triviality. How about trivia hot dish? We also went with Greenland. Greenland and misinformation. We also said Greenland. Greenland is correct. So points all around. <laughs> it is a autonomous constituent country. Yeah. It's owned by Denmark. It's owned by them, but it is an <laughs> autonomous constituent country. Yeah, I was like, Sporkle doesn't have this on the World Country Quiz. Yeah. No matter how many times yeah. I, I type like, it in, it won't take it. familiar, but... Yeah. All right. And the final question of regulation. What do these items have in common? Tite Kubo's <laughs> manga series... The right. band Nirvana and yeah. sodium hypochlorite. We're locked in. I got it through science We're and Nirvana. In. We're locked in. <laughs> A lot of high fives going on. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody's locked in? All right. Let's start with Team Triviality. We went with Bleach. Bleach. How about uh, misinformation? We went with Teen Spirit. <laughs> Teen Spirit? <laughs> Not a bad guess. And uh, how about Hot Dish? I, I had no clue, but Jill, as the chemist, said Bleach. Okay. The correct answer is Bleach. Dang it. I was waiting for the I one piece. I thought I was being so clever. <laughs> the, the name of the manga series, uh, the name of an album by Nirvana, and of course, uh, the uh, common name for sodium hypochlorite. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, let's get this score at the end of regulation. All right. Scores at the end of regulation. Uh, Team Trivia Hot Dish uh, with 90. Uh, Team Triviality with 125. And Team Misinformation with 130. All right, so it's still anybody's game with these wagers coming up. So to refresh your memory, I'm going to read the categories. You guys wager 0 to 30 points on all these categories, not to exceed that the, the points that you've earned throughout the game. And uh, then we'll get the questions read. So your categories today are, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Number two is wordplay. Number three is a work of art. Number four is 90s lyrics. And number five is Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> when I got my new car, I named it Precious, based on the movie Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> okay, all the wagers are locked in. So, let's uh, read these questions. Number one, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. What was the name of the imperious monarch that rules over the neighborhood of make-believe on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? Number two, wordplay. Replace one letter to turn Denzel Washington wreaking havoc in Mexico City into Philippe Petit performing a daring act in 1974. Number three, a work of art. Painter Ivan Albright created a wild depiction of what literary character after being commissioned in 1943 by a film production for its use as a prop. And number four, 90s lyrics. I'm going to read the lyrics. You just let me know what the, uh, the song is. I want you to know that I'm happy for you. I wish nothing but the best for you both. An older version of me. And number five, Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. What precious stone is the birthstone for September and also the gem of a 45th anniversary? Going to give everybody a few moments to answer these questions, and we'll come back with their selections. Everybody 
Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping family road trip trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Okay, all the answers are now in. So we're going to go back and uh, get those from each team and find out who will be today's cream of the crop. All right. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I wanted to know what the name of the king of the neighborhood of make-believe was on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. And let's start with Triviality, who wagered 15. I believe this is King Friday. Uh, Do you want to elaborate on that at all? Um, He is the king. (laughs) And that is his name. No, I, I, I've watched a ton of this when I was a kid. So well, I was I going to say Friday the 13th? Yeah, it's not right. No. King Friday, fine. King Friday the 4th. Okay, King Friday the 4th from Triviality. And let's go with Trivia Hot Dish, who wagered 20 points. King Friday the 3rd. <laughs> All right, King Friday the 3rd from Trivia Hot Dish. Misinformation. That's uh, King Friday the 13th. King Friday the 13th from Misinformation. So they will be getting points on that one. That is King Friday the 13th. Well. They also wagered 20, so uh. 20 points for them. All right, so question two, wordplay. Wanted you to replace one letter to turn Denzel Washington wreaking havoc in Mexico City into Philippe Petit performing a daring act in 1974. Triviality wagered 20 points. So what did you have? Uh, we thought that this is from the movie Man on Fire, and it was a tightrope walking thing, so Man on Wire. Okay. Man on Fire, Man on Wire. What did you have, Hot Dish? What did you have, uh, Hot Dish? You had 30 points on the line. Uh, a Man on Fire and Man on a Wire. Okay. And how about Misinformation, also with 30 points on the line? Uh, we also put Man on Fire and Man on Wire. All right, looks like everybody's getting points on this one. It is Man on Fire and Man on Wire. All right, number three, a work of art. Painter Ivan Albright created a wild depiction of what literary character after being commissioned in 1943 by a film production for its use as a prop. 
So, Team Triviality, betting conservatively, mm-hmm. went for 10 on this one. What did you have? It was a good thing we bet conservatively, because I actually had no idea. Uh, we wrote Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter. All right, Trivia Hot Dish, also betting conservatively with 10. What did you have? Uh, we had no idea as well. We went with Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. And misinformation going uh, all in on this one. What did you have? We put Dorian Gray. Dorian Gray mm. is actually the correct that's answer. Correct, yeah. mm. So that's a big 30 points for you guys, climbing a little higher. I didn't know they made one in 43. I also yeah. said a wild depiction of said character. Ah. Oh, yeah. you mentioned the That key helped on us. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number four, 90s lyrics, Team Triviality. Um, betting 30 points on the following lyrics. I want you to know that I'm happy for you. I wish nothing but the best for you, both an older version of me. For 30 points, what did you say? You, you, you ought to know. Okay, ought to know. You ought to know. Um, For triviality, hot dish betting uh, Oakland 5. What did you say? Uh, We put nothing compares to you. Nothing compares to you. And how about misinformation betting a conservative 10? Uh, we put You Ought to Know by the um, uh, incredible Alanis Morissette. <laughs> All right, You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette is correct. So climbing uh, 30 points is triviality and 10 more for misinformation. And the final question, what it all comes down to, Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire, what precious stone is the birthstone for September and also the gem of the 45th anniversary? 10 for triviality. What did you have? We argued about this one for quite some time. Uh, what did we throw around? Sapphire, but then it was in the answer, so we gave up on that one, and then we said Ruby. Ruby. And uh, Trivia Hot Dish, 15 points on the line. What did you have? Uh, well, September is my birth month, so we said Sapphire. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Misinformation with 10 points. What did you have? We also put Sapphire. Sapphire. No, because we, it is Julia's birth month birth as well. We, had, we, had, <laughs> we, were, we were so sure, but we're like, Ken, would, why would Ken do that? <laughs> and I, I would do that. The correct answer <laughs> is Sapphire. Uh, considering misinformation swept the final round, I have, I have a good feeling on how this one ended up. <laughs> so at the end of the game, in uh, third place, we have Trivia Hot Dish with a very respectable 100 points. They nice. uh, gained Yay. 10 points on that last round. Uh, Team Triviality in second place, 140 points, gaining 15 in the last round. Mm-hmm. Yay. 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 And, of course, our cream of the crop for today's game, misinformation, 230 whopping points. Congratulations, well guys. Yeah. You are today's cream of the crop. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. What do we win, Bob? <laughs> you win uh, the uh, Triviality Championship uh, honorific imaginary belt. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you get—I thought you had prizes. I thought that's the only reason why I came on this show. <laughs> the fabulous prizes. Behind that door yeah. is oh my a god! Yeah, tell me what's in dryer. that door. No, nothing. To, nothing today. Big old pile of bragging rights. Yeah, big old pile of bragging rights. All right. I'm okay. Well, with that. awesome. That was really fun, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for yeah, joining thanks. us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, before we go today, um, why don't you guys tell us where we can find your show, starting with misinformation. Oh, yeah. Um, we're on iTunes slash Apple Music. I guess that's what they call it now. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. I don't know. I'm an Android user. Um, <laughs> Google Play, Stitcher, and whatever podcast app um, you use with our RSS feed. And uh, our RSS feed is on our website, www.missinfopod.com. Uh, awesome. Mm. And Trivia Hot Dish. How about you guys? Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play. 
Um, I just Google Trivia Hot Dish Podcast and uh, we'll show up. Excellent. Well, thank you awesome. both for uh, participating in today's game. It was a lot of fun. I know uh, we had a lot of fun. I had fun writing these questions and asking them to you. So thank you yeah. to Tom, Jill, and Julia and Lauren, and my colleagues here in the studio, Matt and Jeff. My name is Ken, and that was Triviality. Sean Avery's tactics at screening the goaltender like nothing I've ever seen before. Amazing. Just walking that line? He, well, he was facing Broder the whole, he didn't even watch the play at all. Wow. And Broder did his level best to keep his concentration and his cool. Gomez is flying, he sets up Yager. Yager for Gomez, holding on to it out in front, they score! The guy you talked about, Sean Avery! Power play goal!